Hello and welcome to night number 26 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 3, the franchise. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night 26 brings us to the ninth entry in the Friday the 13th series, starring Kari Keegan, Kane Hodder, and Stephen Williams. This is the 1993 Adam Marcus directed Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. This one tells the story of Jason Voorhees finally getting killed, or so it seems. At the very beginning of the film, we do see Jason more or less get blown up. They gather the pieces, and the coroner sees Jason's heart and decides he wants to take a nice big bite of it because for some reason Jason's heart is very mesmerizing. In doing this, it turns out the coroner is now possessed by Jason Voorhees himself. This leads to us rarely seeing the character of Jason throughout the film. By the end of the film, we do get to see Jason in all of his full Jason glory after he has possessed a whole bunch of various characters. So I think that sums it up pretty well as far as the actual plot. If you're looking for something different in your Friday the 13th films, this one is definitely different and it takes a lot of cues from Sam Raimi's Evil Dead that is very intentional throughout. We also get the most blatant of all blatant references here. We actually have the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead series. It's not just a mere reference. This is the actual Necronomicon from the Evil Dead. The drawings on the inside are the exact same, and this actually leads to a big payoff for the possession aspect that they have put as the main plot focus here in Jason Goes to Hell. I really do like the fact that they appear to more or less go and say Jason is a deadite. That's one of the reasons why he keeps coming back. I think they were trying to go a little bit further with that idea, but they couldn't really get the rights. So instead they just included that nice little reference and we do get some Sam Raimi-inspired chaos by the end of the film. It is established in this one that Jason can only be killed or be brought back by possessing one of the Voorhees bloodline. It is kind of gross if you think he has almost a reverse birth by the end of the film. I gotta be honest, I really do like this movie. I remember not liking it much when it came out when I was a kid. I did actually get to see this one in theaters, and I remember being incredibly disappointed that we did not get much Jason action. The Jason stuff is handled well when we do actually see Jason, because whenever you see a reflection or in the mirror of a possessed person that is possessed by Jason Voorhees, we get to see Jason. That's a nice little touch right there. It also provides us a reminder that we're watching a Friday the 13th film because this movie doesn't resemble a Friday the 13th film very much outside of some of the kills, but it looks like random people killing. And that is almost another Evil Dead inspired thing where they're possessed people. I know I said about that earlier in the film, but it's really fun to think about that Pamela Voorhees may have brought her son back by the Necronomicon, 
maybe she really was dealing in the occult, trying to bring back her Jason. Who knows? It's just really fun to think about and provides a nice explanation of why Jason comes back. I know I said that earlier, but I keep coming back to it because as much as this is a Friday the 13th film, it really does feel firmly placed in the Evil Dead series more than Friday the 13th here. I know I'm skipping ahead here, but the actual hands that drag Jason down to hell because yes, we actually get that payoff moment. Again, this is truth in advertising where this is Jason goes to hell, the final Friday. He really does go to hell. I gotta appreciate the fact that a lot of the Friday the 13th films do give you a truthful plot in the title. But anyway, the hands that actually drag Jason down to hell, they remind me of the hands that come bursting through the Deadites in the first Evil Dead film at the very end. So since I just talked about the ending, I might as well talk about the beginning. I actually really like the beginning of this movie. It's not what you think it is, and the way Jason is actually set up, I think it's well handled. It's funny to me. It's very comedic. The fact that they shoot Jason so much, they essentially turn him into Swiss cheese with all the guns firing at him, and they bomb him. They had to blow him up. When those pieces are finally delivered to the coroner, it makes me wonder, why in the world are we even doing an autopsy on Jason? We know why he's dead. Do they just want to know what made him tick? It makes no sense. Just burn the stuff or bury it, whatever you want to do with it. But don't send it to a coroner and expect him to figure things out. This here is one of the most brutal killers to ever grace cinema screens. And if we were calling it real life, he would be one of the most brutal serial killers ever. Yet, we're going to have him do an autopsy on this, even though it's very clear of how Jason died. There is a lot of fans that don't actually like this film, and for good reason. The whole idea of Jason possessing bodies is not really a good way to send off the Friday the 13th franchise, specifically if you're going to kill Jason off, and this is what you actually come up with. The movie itself is very fun. There are some Friday the 13th films that follow this one. I do really like this movie. I can just see the complaints from fans where this is a Friday the 13th film, but Jason is barely in it. When we have a movie like that, it almost feels disrespectful to the fans that have been there. It's not what they were looking for. They got something different. Sean S. Cunningham came back from a long absence. He hasn't really been involved in the franchise since about the second one, I believe. Yes, he's not credited on the second one, but he did help out director Steve Miner as far as crafting the story. Is this actually the movie that Sean S. Cunningham really wanted to produce and the movie he wanted to deliver to fans? I don't know if that's the reason of why he came back to the franchise. Maybe he needed money. But Sean S. Cunningham's name attached to this one was a big deal. I remember how they were like, the original creator is back. Almost in the same way that Wes Craven returned to the Nightmare on Elm Street series to direct New Nightmare, 
even though Wes Craven was a little bit more involved in the Nightmare on Elm Street series than what Sean S. Cunningham was with Friday the 13th. As far as characters in this one, hands down my favorite one is Stephen Williams. His character is awesome. I love the fact that he is a Jason Hunter. That's right, he is a Jason expert and Jason Hunter. He knows what makes Jason tick. Somehow he seems to always have known this about Jason with him body hopping. He also knows how to kill him with the dagger. And what makes him super memorable is the fact that he is kind of kooky. I love the fact that he has a thing for breaking fingers. Of course, the breaking fingers actually pays off to one of the characters escaping from prison. It's still funny with him saying, are you going to pay the price? And he keeps snapping the guy's fingers. But seriously, if there's two reasons, maybe three reasons to watch this movie, the first, that it's the final Friday the 13th film, supposedly. The second, that it has so many ties to the Evil Dead franchise. The third is the fact that Stephen Williams is awesome in this movie. You, of course, may know him from The X-Files. He was in the first two seasons, I believe. For the last thing, I think I'm going to run down the kills. This one does have a fair amount of kills. It's not really too bad as far as being extremely bloody or gross or anything like that. But thankfully, a lot of the deaths we do see. Of course, I did watch the unrated version in my last watch, and that's because I don't recall actually ever seeing that one. So the deaths may differ a little bit from what I'm saying here. If they do, I do apologize. But anyway, the deaths are a head stab with a coroner's probe, two off-screen kills of security guards, slashed to death, cut in half through a tent during sex, car door neck smash, stabbed in the back, after Jason possession goopy melt away, double head smashes in a police station, Leslie Jordan, who you may know from American Horror Story, gets his head deep fried in a deep fryer, broken jaw head smash, more conventional two-handed head smash, and killed by a bear hug. I think that's it as far as the kills, if I <laughs> get if I missed one. Please reach out to me if I did miss any of these kills. I will update this immediately. But overall, this is a fun one here. I really do like this movie. The worst part about it is probably the music and the fact that Jason is not really in the film, or Jason as we knew him. Either way, it's definitely worth checking out. I think if you view it with the right mindset, it can be a very, very fun movie. It's just a little bit of a not very satisfying ending to the series as a whole. And I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. And if you don't do the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners and also continue creating new episodes. Plus, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.